This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, Jeremy here with Simple Little Life and welcome to episode number 13 of the Simple Little Life podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope things are going good for you. Uh, we're doing fantastic. We're kind of probably this similar route as a lot of you guys are uh, with our kids getting back to school, starting it back up. And um, it's been quite the interesting uh, adjustment for sure. Uh, you know, back to school is usually... It's always kind of not stressful is the word, but it's just kind of more, right? You're used to the summer routine, relaxing, chilling out, and then now all of a sudden it's like lunches and books and backpacks and new clothes and yada yada. And then you add to the fact that, uh, you know, school's being done differently. I'm sure it's kind of a little bit more stressful and, and just kind of a crazier time than than most years, but... Uh, we're getting through it, and with a lot of new people choosing to homeschool their kids, I think a lot of these school boards are just, they're kind of just figuring it out on the fly. If you don't know, we've been homeschooling for nine years, and we've been with the same school board that whole time, and I have never seen issues like we've seen this year. Uh, doing my best just to be patient, um, but you know, like our, our kids will like say they log into their math class on a Monday, and then they log in on Tuesday, and they can't log in. And they go check their profile, and sure enough, they would have been just arbitrarily put into a completely different math class. And so obviously we get on the phone, get things sorted out. The next day they log in, good, it's back to normal. And then Thursday comes along, and again, they can't log in. And this is happening like crazy right now. It's it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, it's like... We're all going to get through this. We just need to be patient with each other. And I can only imagine what it's like in their offices right now because, you know, we've got a little bit this inconvenience with just four of our own kids. Uh, I could imagine with all the students they look after, they probably have some crazy days and crazy nights while they get this stuff sorted out. So along with the back to school change that's going on right now and the adjustments there, uh, we are kind of getting ready for winter time. You know, here we don't tend to have a very pronounced spring or fall we kind of seem to have winter and then summer and they just kind of transition very quickly Uh, if we're lucky we get a little bit of time in between but uh, right now it's starting to feel like like the winter is coming right around the corner and uh, one thing I'm really trying to do right now on the weekends and the evenings probably more so than I was in the summer is just take advantage of the the chance to work outside when I can uh, big things like my table saw or my chop saw. You know, if I got to cut down some plywood or some wood, working in a garage is, is great. It's a real blessing to have that. But when you're, you know, moving around full sheets of plywood, the walls kind of start to move in on you and it, it seems tight uh, and then it's messy. And so I really, uh, I definitely take it for granted in the summertime that I can just put my table saw outside, do what I need to do, and I don't have to clean up. The wind just blows the dust away. And so what I'm doing right now is trying to get as much of that stuff done as I can. Uh, We have a lot of house projects that we're doing. We're trying to do a lot of customizations on this house like we've never done to any of our other houses. And a lot of that stuff, even though it's inside work, it requires obviously a lot of material processing. And so I'm trying to get as much of that done as I can before there's snow on the ground and before I'm stuck doing everything inside the garage. Uh, But it's really, really come together good. It's been keeping me super busy and I enjoy that. Uh, Another thing that's been keeping me busy is I'm trying to get back into some more um, 
uh, video content creation. I'm trying to get to one video per week on Simple Little Life and then on my other personal YouTube channel, uh, doing a lot of like kind of daily vlogs, behind the scenes stuff, uh, trying to do a video a day. It doesn't quite happen, but uh, I've got a couple stipulations I've put on myself there that we'll talk about in just a minute. But first, we'll kind of go over, uh, if you've missed it, a little recap on my Simple Little Life YouTube channel. Uh, the video I put out last was actually my TIG welding cart. And I finally got that thing done. It's been a project that's been going on for over three months, and it feels really good to have that finished. And I've uh, thrown down my first couple of test beads on my TIG welder. I tell you, there's such a difference between like TIG welding and, and MIG welding. You know, I've got a gas MIG gun, and it's great. Once you have it kind of dialed in, it's, it's pretty easy to lay down a nice-looking bead and get a good hot weld. But there's a lot of things to think about when you are TIG welding. Now, I, I certainly can't speak to this like I like really have an idea what I'm doing, but if you don't know what TIG welding is, essentially you've got a torch and it heats up the steel uh, with electricity. So you've got a tungsten rod in there and the arc flows from the tungsten to your material. You obviously put your ground clamp on your material and then once that's heated up and you've got the metal in a puddle basically it's liquefied then you start adding your filler rod and the filler rod is added with your different hand so for me i'm right-handed i'll put the torch in the right hand i spark up my arc and then once i see that i've got a nice little puddle going i'll start adding filler rod and then you kind of have to move both hands down the line and it's it takes a bit of practice a bit of coordination and I threw down my first beads in 20 years, I think was the last time I welded. And there's a certain sense where I was actually surprised that that it came together. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff like, oh, I totally forgot about that. You know, one thing that's kind of interesting is that as you continue with your weld, the longer you're welding, the, your piece actually heats up more. And so you actually have to move quicker. And, you know, the first you can kind of see it from the the heat signature and the and the steel, and it's it's interesting because you don't think like that when you're MIG welding, or I guess it does happen to a certain extent, but I don't think you have to compensate for it in the same way that you do when you're TIG welding. So um, it's a lot of fun. I'm really excited to get back into it. And one thing I'm actually giving myself is uh, 30 minutes a day, uh, five days a week. So I really really want to get good at TIG welding. I've got quite a few projects on the go that would really benefit from the TIG welding. And I would say for me, from, from my standpoint, the big reason why I wanted to get a TIG torch is the ability to do thinner material cleanly. Um, my MIG welder is kind of an old piece of junk. I ended up getting it very, very cheap. And it's great for anything thicker than a sixteenth of an inch. I, I say that like probably one sixteenth to three eighths of an inch. Uh, anything outside of that realm, and it just is not going to, obviously thicker, it's not going to have enough heat to, to properly weld it. But thinner, I can't actually dial it down enough so I can get nice, clean, controlled welds in thin material. And that's where the TIG welder really shines. One project I have that I'm thinking about is a motorcycle that I've been building for uh, probably 12 years, and I want to do a custom exhaust on it. And, you know, that is a really great chance to use the TIG. Uh, a lot of people actually kind of tack the whole exhaust system together with a MIG torch just because it's easy. And then once you unbolt it from the motorbike, then you can lay it on your bench and TIG it all up. And it is so fun. It's a fun way to weld. Um, you know, you see videos of guys like welding aluminum cans together or razor blades together. That just kind of demonstrates the control that you can get from these machines 
uh, for really fine material. And then another big project that I'd like to do this for is uh, an airplane. <laughs> My boys and I, we've kind of got like a bucket list, kind of like a father-son bucket list. And topping the list is to build some type of an aircraft. Now, we ended up picking up a ultralight engine. It's a 25-horsepower uh, boxer, so it's like the opposed cylinders, two-stroke engine. We've got a propeller. We've got wheels. And so now we kind of need to come up with what type of a, a body or a frame would fit within uh, something that small. Obviously, it's going to be a very small single-seater airplane. 25 horsepower is not a lot, uh, but should be enough to get myself off the ground. And my goal, what I would love to do, my boys kind of see things differently, but I told me it would be so cool if we could have like the world's slowest flying airplane. You know, like if we could do 10 miles an hour and be in the air, obviously there's certain uh, limitations. I don't even know if that's physically possible, but I would just love to build something that's really lightweight with a large wingspan so it doesn't take much to get it to float. So that's kind of what we're shooting for. Kind of just right now we're at the stages of looking at a whole bunch of different designs, kind of analyzing what aspects of each design, how, you know, what the character, characteristics in flight are and kind of picking and choosing and so I don't think we're going to go with a kit I think we're going to build the whole thing from scratch um, I probably won't do any drawings because <laughs> I never ever make drawings of anything uh, even this the video of the the TIG card I mean I, I had a concept and I just started measuring things out so I really did not do any drawings it was all just kind of as I went that's how I like to work I don't know my mind works better that way I find if I uh, if I premeditate too much think about too much, try doing drawings, I just get baffled. I'm just, I get lost in the process. So uh, really excited to have that done. And it's going to be useful for a lot of upcoming projects and videos. And then just over a week ago, I put a knife build video out and it's called Making a Bushcraft Knife in S35VN Stainless Steel. I This was actually the exact same template that I did my very first knife making video on YouTube on. And it, it hasn't changed at all. So ultimately, I have made that knife in a video before. Uh, but the one thing I find I'm running out of is fresh ideas, at, at least right now. You know, right now, while I still have a waiting list of people waiting for their custom knives to be done, I don't feel it'd be right for me to just come up with a new knife design and make a knife for the sake of a video while well, they're still waiting to have their knife done. So hopefully, I'm um, hopefully within the next month, I'll have all my custom orders taken care of. And then I can get back to, you know, making some of the knives that I've, I've had in my mind or some drawings that I've done that I've never actually been able to bring to fruition uh, because I'm making knives that people have ordered. Looking forward to that a lot. And I think it's going to be a great sense of relief. And uh, yeah, I just cannot wait. And then on my Jeremy Gertz YouTube channel, I'm trying to get more content with that up too. And I'm really, really enjoying that. You know, there's a certain sense that the audience that are, are listening or watching the Simple Little Life YouTube channel, they have an expectation, right? They're expecting to see me make something or uh, generally make a knife. And there's a certain sense where... I always kind of like work towards that. And I'm like, oh, what if they don't like this? What if this isn't what they were expecting? And so that's why I started a second YouTube channel because there are no expectations. I could just do what I want. And if people are disappointed, well, they don't really have a reason to be because it's not different than what they've generally seen on that channel. And the one thing I'm thinking about is how to prevent my new channel from getting 
to the point where my simple little life channel is. And I don't know how you do that. Uh, maybe you just continually vary what you're doing. I don't know. Don't care. Don't read the comments. I'm not entirely sure. But I really enjoy making those videos because they can be anything I want. And there's a certain sense where I, I got to be careful how I say this because it's not like I don't care about the audience. But at the same time, I haven't really promised them anything based on my past videos in a certain sense, right? So uh, generally, I think when, when there's a newer channel, you find somebody for the first time, you either like it or you don't. You, you come and you go. Now, if you hang out with a channel for a while and, and oh, wow, I really like the knife making stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, now I'm doing something totally different. There's a certain sense where you're, you're not, it's like an unwritten agreement where your audience expects something from you and then you don't deliver it. And so the nice thing about this new channel is that nobody expects anything from it and I can do whatever I want. So I'm really, really enjoying that. Uh, coming up here in the next few months, I think this winter season is going to be crazy for people that uh, make and sell online. Obviously, it's, uh, it's it's still more difficult to go out shopping than it was before. Um, my wife's Etsy has been very busy. Even even with this whole pandemic, I thought it would kind of really slow down, and it's been quite the opposite. So it's going to be a busy, busy season for us. And then we have already purchased our ski passes this year, and I'm so looking forward to that, um, getting out in the mountains weekly again. That's kind of our goal. Uh, typically, what we would do last year is we'd We'd pick a day that worked, and I think it was usually Thursday, I'm not sure, but we would go skiing, and then I'd just work on a Saturday, and that way we can have the hill uh, when it's not busy. You know, some of these ski hills on the weekends, you'll wait in the lineup for like 10 to 15 minutes, and it's amazing how many more runs you can do on a weekday when there's like nobody in the line. You just ski right to the front, you, you get onto your chairlift, and you go. Um, it's a lot of fun. And obviously just, you know, the lodge is not as busy and, and all this stuff. So we are really looking forward to that. And I'm I'm personally looking forward to wintertime. Farmer's Almanac says that we're going to have a cold winter here, and we're kind of like right along the line of... Uh, a very heavy snow. I'm not sure if you believe that farmer's almanac. I always tell myself I don't because I'll, I'll see what the forecast is for the winter and then it won't like come true in the first week or two or month. I'm like, yeah, those guys don't know what they're talking about. But more often than not, uh, they kind of have it right spot on. So we will see what happens with that. I'm going to give you a YouTube recommendation. And this is an interesting channel. You may or may not like it. I think I first saw some of his videos maybe a year ago, and they didn't impress. Well, I don't know if I liked it or not. I was kind of like, oh, this guy's different. I'm not so sure about him. And I just kind of ignored him. And I don't know how he came up again or how he was recommended to me. Um, but the channel is called the Outdoor Boys YouTube channel. And it's a father and three sons. The thing that really impresses me about this YouTube channel is that he does so many things with his kids and even as little kids. You know, I kind of had this sense that, you know, once you have children, got small kids around, you have to give up certain things like hiking, backpacking. And he kind of just throws that whole idea out the window and says, I don't care. We're going to we're going to go to Alaska and sleep under the stars. Um Really, really interesting. He's actually just rolled over like a million subscribers. I think his channel has just kind of gone crazy in the last few months. But there's also some cool stuff he does. He does a little bit of forging. I don't think you're going to really learn amazing techniques. But the one thing that kind of stands out to me is that he just does it. You know, there's a lot of people that are 
you know, they kind of have the idea that, oh, I don't have this or I don't have the right tools or I don't have, you know, a lot of the stuff that Luke, uh, the father of this YouTube channel here, uh, he doesn't have the right tools all the time necessarily, but he just does it. And so I really, really appreciate that about his channel. I appreciate the example that he is as a father, um, you know, spending time with his kids. He actually, you know, when I watch these videos, what I'll do is I'll get up early in the morning, 4.30, edit video, and then I typically go exercise. I'm trying to get back into doing one hour a day of exercise. And I like the elliptical. <laughs> it's an easy one to do. And uh, it also lends itself well to watching YouTube videos. So I'll watch like 20... 40 minutes of his YouTube a day. And then there's a couple other channels I like to make sure I'm, I'm caught up on, but it's a really great time. Get some sweat in, you know, burn some calories and watch some YouTube. And so watching his videos, um, even this past weekend, I made it a point to do a lot more stuff with my kids. You know, I was working with my boys on their trucks. Uh, my oldest son wanted to build a pedal stand for all of his guitar pedals. So we did that together. You know, we took some plywood and, and we cut holes, yada, 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 uh, not to film any of it, not to create content, but just to do things with the kids. And then even yesterday, uh, I took the kids out on our little back porch. It was like kind of windy and cold. And I want to start learning how to do um, cooking, like single pot cooking for when you're camping. And I thought, well, why don't I just practice it? So yesterday afternoon, like Sundays are kind of a sacred day to us. We don't like to be busy. We don't like to do anything. Uh, it's kind of a day where everybody can just do the things that they enjoy, whether that be sleeping or having a hot bath, whatever, drinking too much coffee. And so we went out there, uh, my kids, actually at first it was just me. And then eventually the kids saw what I was doing. And one by one, they, they brought out a chair and we kind of came up with some recipes, um, with some like red lobster uh, biscuit mix and spam. And I tried a couple of things and some of them actually weren't too bad. Uh, I want you to hear me say this. I do not like, I'm not a fan of spam. I don't think spam, I think it's actually kind of gross. It's, it reminds me of cat food, but it's so cheap. And I'm looking for ways where you could, um, you know, take meat, make food that's actually like a meal. Um, but with uh, products that, that don't need to be refrigerated and aren't going to spoil. So that's why I'm looking at stuff like that. Uh, and obviously you can buy those like pre-made, the real expensive backpackers, pantry, things you put hot water. Uh, I'd like to stay away from that if I could. First, the price, way too expensive, especially if you're taking like your family of six people out there on a hike. Uh, but also I just, I just want to learn how, how can you make good dishes in little pots and pans over a small single burner. So it's actually a lot of fun and I really enjoy doing that with the kids and, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So check that out. I've actually been quite inspired by that YouTube channel, The Outdoor Boys. Uh, you might be interested in it. You might not. But either way, that's a recommendation. I'll put a link in the show notes. Well, anyways, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, it was a little something to keep you entertained for a little bit while you're mowing your lawn. Maybe you're driving to work or you're working in your shop. Whatever it is, sometimes it's fun to have a little bit of company. If you did like this podcast, you might like some of the other ones in the Makery Network. Or if you did not like this podcast, you might like some of the other ones in the Makery Network. Uh, Craig has done a great job uh, putting this all together. And the thing I really enjoy about it is that each one of the podcasts in the Makery Network, it's taken on its own flavor. 
right? It's not like five different versions of the same thing or, you know, just different groups of people doing the exact same thing. They're all a little different. I think there really is something for everyone. So go check those out uh, if you haven't checked them all out. A lot of great stuff to listen to. Thank you to Craig for all the work behind the scenes making this happen. And thank you to you for listening. I really do appreciate it. There is one thing that you could do that would help the podcast out a lot. Uh, any podcast that you enjoy, whether it's this one, other ones on the Makery Network, any of them, uh, leaving reviews and five-star reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts, that does a lot to help promote the shows. And obviously, the more people listening, it, it's just kind of fun, right? I, I, we don't make these shows so that we can be you know, big, famous podcasters, but if you're going to do the work... It's nice when more people can enjoy it and and discover it. So if you could do that for your favorite podcasters, I can guarantee you they will certainly appreciate it. And that's going to be the wrap on this episode. Thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will catch you in the next episode. Cheers. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.